past events, videos, and you can check out his website at www.zenbitchsap.com. Today we're going to read on um, out of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 67. You have your big books available. We're going to go to the last paragraph on page 67, starting with notice that the word fear. Notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, the employer, and his wife. This short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune, which we felt we didn't deserve. But did we not? But did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? Sometimes we think fear ought to be classified with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so, for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do this, we think we he would have us and humbly rely on him. Does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? Okay, that's our reading for today. Paul, if you take it away. Let me see, let me get you unmuted here. I asked you to unmute, Paul. Perfect. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So there's yes. this there which says, uh, we asked ourselves why we had them. We could also say we asked ourselves who had them. <laughs> who had the fear? We'll inject a little non-duality into it. <laughs> And it's really funny because do you feel like you have fear or fear has you, really? I think it's the other way around. I think it's uh, anxiety has us. We don't have anxiety. The sense of owning shit we have nothing really to do with is crazy. Yeah, it just furthers the whole anxiety because uh, we're not managerial quality. And now there's fear to deal with. Yeah, so... Uh, I like that statement where he says, uh, why we asked ourselves why we had them, meaning fear. I mean, really, uh, fears, yeah. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? So if you look at it from a cause and effect view, most people believe fear is a cause of a lot of different uh, conditions, but what's causing fear in in AA's view is self-reliance, yeah? So we find ourselves in self-reliance and that puts us in an atmosphere of anxiety about uh, not getting what we want and losing what we have, 
yes, because we're on shaky ground. We're relying on something that's unreliable. So we're afraid that it's not going to work out because it hasn't mostly in the past. <laughs> so, but we don't seem to be able to switch horses. So we basically keep riding even though the horse is dead. <laughs> so I think that's a beautiful diagnosis is we ask ourselves why we had them. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? There you go. Now, what's self-reliance? That would be helpful, yeah? If that's what failed us and allows all this fear to sort of uh, flourish in our lives, it would be nice to know what self-reliance means and doesn't mean, yeah? So first of all, self. Some people would call it ego. I feel it's an identification as something, not an ego. So self, because it could have said ego-reliance, but it says self-reliance, yeah? So... There's a reliance on idea of Paul, that Paul has been here, is going to be here, that Paul has the capability of managing a life, that Paul, though it hasn't worked out, you know, he says, if I could only manage better, it will. So this continuing uh, support for a failed system, really generated by a lot of false hope, yeah? So uh, that reliance on self what would be like a highest form of reliance on self would be identified as self, yeah? I would think that most of us who've had extreme addic addictions to certain things like alcoholic drugs or a specific drug, cocaine or scotch, whatever, yeah? There was not one moment in all of that addiction that we thought we were cocaine, yeah? We never went to that level of thinking I was scotch. There was always a clear line that I'm drinking scotch, <laughs> this, I am here and scotch is there. I am here doing coke, yeah. But could you imagine, and that was pretty extreme, obsession, yeah, with cocaine. Could you imagine you started taking yourself to be coke? What an insane condition that would be. And in a way, that's where we start in the mental addiction. We start as the drug self. Yeah, we start there. I mean, that's so far advanced. It's way past most, the greatest uh, examples of extreme addiction out here. It's way past there. Yeah, because you've taken yourself to be uh, that which you're addicted around, let's say. So self-reliance to me is reliance on the idea that you're a self. Yeah, you're relying on that idea all ideas that come at you are fit into that frame that it's you, yeah? And I believe this disease talks to us as us. It's an act of being identified. How, why wouldn't we throw such a hostile parasite or foreign invader, let's say, called alcoholism, why wouldn't we throw it out of our lives right away, yeah? It has to have an incredible strategy to keep the host at bay, to, to neutralize the host. And I believe it convinces the host that it's the host. Yeah, so what the hell? Now you can only try to be free as the parasite, which is the bondage of self. Yeah. What greater form of bondage of self is trying to be free from as self, to be free as a self? 
is the greatest form of bondage of self. You'll be at it for lifetimes. Yeah, you will. You'll be at it for lifetimes. You'll, you'll keep trying to get out of self as self, which is one of the greatest warnings of the community of recovery. Self can't get out of self. What the hell does that mean? That's important to see also. Well, if I am identified as self, I probably am not aware of that, yes? So when I have an idea what self has done to me or what it's going to plan to do to me, it makes me feel like I'd like to get out of that, obviously. It's sort of like, who doesn't want to get out of a burning house, yeah? So I want to get out of that. Okay, it makes sense till then, but now I try to get out of that as self, yeah? Without knowing it, I'm identified as that which I want to get out of. Good luck getting out of it. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to succeed? If, if self gets out of self, you're still in self. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the same thing of that idea of quit playing God. Is something playing God through you or are you playing God? I would see something's playing God through me, yeah? It's playing God on me, really. So, all right, if that hears the message, you got to quit playing God, tell me, can it stop playing God? That which is playing God, can it stop playing God? That would be playing God, yeah? Tell me where that works. Does it work after 30 minutes, a day, five years? I don't think it ever works because that which is playing God tries to quit playing God. That's playing God. Tell me, where else, where does it go? That's the same thing. No matter how many times you try to get free from self, if you're trying to be free from self as self, that's bondage of self. What? Yeah. Tell me what what else is it? Yeah. If self tries to get out of self, we didn't make this up. It came people in a community of uh, had to be a certain critical amount of people realize something in recovery, not before recovery, in recovery that self can't get out of self. Because why? Because they witnessed it. They saw it happening all day. And they finally got a, they came to a very clear conclusion. Hey, this ain't working. Yeah, self can't get out of self. So if the imperative is to get out of something and you can't get out of something as that something, then you got to see you're not the something. Yeah. You can't keep changing clothing and uniforms, expecting it now with a spiritual robe to get out of its appearance as a fucking leather-wearing tattooed character. It's still going to be self, trying to get out of self. It doesn't matter what uniform you wear. Yeah. And if you're in the act of being identified as self, you don't know it. That's part of the identification as self. You only get to know it as self, which is the continuous the continuation of the identification as self, yes? What claims the knowledge of self? It's self. And it says self-knowledge avails you nothing. Why? 
you would think knowledge would avail you a lot, wouldn't it? But if you put the word self in front of it, the self, the knowledge that comes after the self avails you nothing. It doesn't lead you to freedom from self. Yeah? It's sort of like you're a professor of holes, yet you find yourself in a hole every day. What's, what's the point of the knowledge about holes if it doesn't afford you an ability to escape them? <laughs> so I think this is so fundamental that it's overlooked. And I, in a way, a lot of the activity that I was shown in my life was exactly that. Self was trying to get out of self. Though in the narrative, one of aspect of self was called Paul. And from that point of view, Paul, it made complete sense to get out of self. To the point that Paul was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. I mean, I was, it was worth a three-month stint in jail to get a five-minute rush of a cocaine shot. That's how severe the bondage was, yeah? <laughs> you know, the cost was incredibly heavy, and the, and the payoff was very, 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 very temporal, very quick to leave. And then I was confronted with tons of consequences. Yet what was, what was the decision that was driven by fear? To keep trying to escape, yes? To the point where I shot shit up that I knew wasn't a drug, but I still had a hope there may be some drug amount in there. I shot up incense. My girlfriend came in the room. Hey, it smells like incense in here. Me and my friend look at each other. Jesus, we just shot up incense and we shot it up again. <laughs> I mean... That's insanity, I would think, yeah. <laughs> that was the insanity that follows the first shot, not before the first shot. It came after the, after the first shot. That insanity was insane, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is the whole platform of these talks, is that I feel alcoholism... Truly, I believe there's an inherent, there's an addiction before alcoholism, which is the obsession with self. I do. I think the mental state is addicted to this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser, just the star of the show. Yeah. It doesn't matter how the show's going, just as long as you're the star of it, really. It really doesn't. Yeah. That's the, that's the agenda. Let it be all about me and I'm in. 100%, yeah. All about me, far out, yeah. So, I believe alcoholism amplifies some of those qualities that arise in the identification as self, yes? It doesn't amplify all of them. It tends to amplify the ones that you would rather not have amplified, yeah? Like vindictiveness, jealousy, uh, sense of entitlement, terminal uniqueness, all this shit. Yeah, it tends to amplify that and it tends to mute other qualities like service, seeing things from a win-win situation, a we view. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, but 
there's something that had to be there to amplify. Yeah. So I don't believe alcoholism can live on its own. It feeds off of obsession with self. Yeah. So if you get to the exact nature of the wrong, you quickly learn when you come in AA that the drugs and the drinking weren't the problem because the problem's still happening when you're not drinking and doing drugs. Yeah, so that gets to be pretty quickly noticed, hopefully. And then, so now you start being confronted with maybe the exact nature of the wrong. But we don't usually see that because we get caught up in the causes and conditions, yeah? And it's very difficult to recognize the, the active being identified. Either something has to whack you, you hear about it, yes. It's not something that will come easily usually because the act of identification is the, it's the expiration, it's the, the life expectancy of selfing. Yeah? It needs us not to know. It needs us to be in an unknowing condition so that it can do what it wants to us and continue to do what it wants never really being noticed because every time it manifests through us we call it ours yeah so we're in the act of reinforcing the bondage of self <laughs> all the while believing we do anything to get out of it so it's pretty crazy yeah so i feel that if you if that's if that resonates with you then you could look from there at everything else that's involved in the program. And it may lend itself, that view may lend, its, lend a meaning to everything else about the program. And maybe you'll see that, I think the most dominant word in the program is self, really. It's not God. I think self probably has more statements than anything else. And so, uh, and being convinced that self is what manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, is basically the platform we're speaking from. Yeah, I'm convinced of that. And I see self as an activity, a mental activity. I do. That opens up, opens me up for a lot of other occupations. Yeah, I caught a, I caught a heavy dose, a heavy dose of alcoholism and a drug addiction. <laughs> Trying to get out of self. <laughs> which at the beginning, when I started the drinking, it was my answer to alcoholism, yeah? And, al and, and actually, it was my answer to bondage of self, <laughs> to try to get a little relief from it by being obliterated. <laughs> it didn't work out, obviously. After, after two, two getting run over by cars, tons of hospital stays, jail time, Poverty, sleeping on roofs, <laughs> you know, I would say it didn't work well. <laughs> so I came in here and more was revealed. And I feel uh, the revelation that was revealed became the last answer in my life of recovery. Yeah, I've been open to new answers, but I haven't heard any <laughs> that I really believe the mental state is constantly trying to reinforce this identification as this little storyline, this character, Paul. Yes. And basically, it sort of sucks my life away and gives me back an interpretation. 
yeah so I live a story and the story's sort of dry yeah it's not that rewarding it's definitely not based on contentment and satisfaction it sort of sucks yeah I mean it sucks sort of being dead vertically walking around having to jump off of bridges with bungee cords to feel alive or fucking you know insane shit like that so <laughs> yeah and then you know it lends itself to the, all the steps and why the importance of service and everything else it all makes complete sense if you have the right diagnosis the book you'll see so much more out of the book really i feel like kurt always uh talks about that self-imposed most people think they imposed it on themselves but it isn't self is the foreign agent and it's imposed things on us without us knowing it through identification as it yeah so you read the book differently and it opens up new windows and maybe you'll see more yeah there won't be more seeing because we are spirit but you'll see more yeah far out yeah and then you'll lose interest in self because it's not you truly yeah just like i lose interest in a conversation when i hear it's not about me i'll lose interest in this constant conversation when i know it's not about me i will <laughs> you know i much rather follow the hummingbird to the feeder than some of these thoughts <laughs> you know what i mean seriously <laughs> I mean, I'd much rather stare out this window and watch the wind playing with all these different leaves than I would following thoughts. Now, it wasn't always like that, but that's the condition now. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. The problem resides in the mind. If there's a lot of interest and attention in the thought system, uh, you're in you're in the throes of the disease so to speak yes because the disease is about misperception attention and interest obsession over a freaking idea yeah yeah so if this is called freedom from the bondage of self like the third step prayer please relieve us of the bondage of self so therefore it can be relieved yeah and it's not please relieve us of self no it's the bondage of self so that that's implies there's something that we are that's bound by self yeah we're bonded with this idea of self and that's what's defeating us what is that which is bonded to self it's definitely not self yes yeah so please relieve us of the bondage of self just like it says in the other statement being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us he uses the us and the self once again pointing out the extreme difference between self and us yeah please relieve the bondage please relieve us of the bondage of self yeah us is something completely different than self but somehow we're bonded to the idea of self why how by the mental activities yeah unbeknownst to us we're so bonded to it we take ourselves to be it so the reliance on self is so extreme its failure can be so fucking flamboyant 
because any life run on self-will is hardly going to be success is an extreme understatement for most of us. It wasn't hardly be a success. It was a fucking as abysmal failure. So, yeah. <laughs> so. And then the steps and everything, they're applied correctly. Yeah, they're applied to the self, but not as the self. Yeah, well, there is no self, but if they're applied to the mental activities, not by the mental activities, yeah? Let's say from the spirit of the higher power, being not of the mental activities, applying that grace to the process of this reliance and then breaking it down so that we could live a perhaps a better way of trusting something infinite rather than finite self, really. So obviously, we've been trusting finite self, is the starting point. Yeah? Yeah. Or there, if we were trusting the infinite, there would be no way. We'd already done it. would already be established. Perhaps the better way is, hey, you've been incredibly trusting finite self, knowing it or not. Yeah? Let's tell the truth about that so that that faith or trust can be moved through the program and actually by the program through the grace to, tr- to the infinite. Yeah, there you go. So let's tell the truth. I don't think I have extreme faith in self. Well, if you're taking yourself to be it, sure. (laughs) Yes, I would say there is. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everyone. I'm so happy to. I'm I'm happy you uh you you entertain my fucking ranting. So yeah, thank you. You're welcome. It's not uh, mine. I tell you, it's not mine. I I uh that which couldn't see anything has been shown a lot. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> this was never seeing anything. But it's been shown a lot, yes, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. Leah has a question. Hi, Paul. Um, I had a little download the other day, and uh, I wrote it down, and um think that, yeah, I just got some clarity on a topic, but uh, it occurred... It, it occurred to me how much I hate to be controlled. I, I've known that, of course. It's not a newsflash. Um, yeah. But then uh, I'm also super controlling. And then uh, I downloaded and realized that um, my need to control was controlling me. It's like a vicious cycle. And then I'll like repurpose that control by um, trying or thinking or, or understanding I sometimes like um, I go so far and like, I'll be nice and empathetic and like a good listener. Like I, I, I'm, I've gotten clever with repurposing the control. And I've, I've found that the constant hum in the mind is um, I'm always plotting or scheming. Everything is a means to an end, a hustle, 
uh, a gain. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it, 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 I realized like, God, like this noise, it's, it's consuming. And I thought, um, it's ironic because I hate being controlled, but yet my need to control everything was controlling me. And then that was the invitation again, like the reminder again of like, you're selfing, like all of this, all of this, even when you're nice or you're a good girl or you're, you're helping or you're trying to be understanding, I'll lower my tone, you know, I'll be quiet more, those kinds of things. It's all manipulating and, and controlling. Um, I just wanted to share that today. I don't know what you can any comments on it and i just uh thought it was relevant well it would be terrible if you were doing it but you're not so hallelujah but if you were doing it that would be terrible and you're not <laughs> see so this is sort of the clarity of self not uh the clarity of you yeah the clarity of what you're not Hallelujah. Yeah. So now, instead of marching out and trying to not control, which obviously would be more controlling, some acceptance will show up and things will be altered, you know? You know what I mean? Things will be reconfigured, the dynamic of something. Not by your little controlling hands, but by acceptance. Yeah. 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 If, yeah, and, 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 pr and prayer... I, prayer I was going to say prayer, prayer, and just having a dialogue with God is the conduit for that. Yeah, well, it's, this is, this is, we get to be shown what we're not and why we were avoiding it all because it, we thought it was us. And who wants to, you know, admit complete defeat? Who wants to feel their like, fraud? Who wants to feel they're super controlling and manipulated at all times? And so there's a huge basis for avoidance by being identified as. But if you see that's not you, this honesty can show up and you recognize what you're not. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. It's described what it's described in that thing where the person who's self-seeking will be virtuous and kind. Yeah. It's not it's a it's a sense of identification before whatever happens see that is the bondage of self what's happening ultimately isn't that important it's who it, who you think it's happening to yeah or who you think is doing it is is that's the bonding point yeah so when you see you're not yes there's a lot of controlling but you're not the controller yeah there's a lot of manipulating but you're not the manipulator far fucking far out yeah so you've watched uh some of the mental traits and you and there's a negation of them as being yours you're accountable you're responsible yet you're not the source of them hallelujah yeah yeah so more will be revealed. This is what happens. Yeah, you know, uh, like it says in a you know a vision for us. This power is going to constantly reveal to us a lot of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he just revealed a lot of stuff to you about control. Now, don't 
turn it into self-knowledge by claiming it's about you or you're the one who's understanding it. Please, just see that that's loose, yes? Let the noun sort of have a lot of like uh, movement in it. So you'll see, you'll mm -hmm. stop thinking it's a noun and recognize it's verb. Yeah, it's a verbing. Yeah, yeah. I notice, again, like you said, let's say you don't want to be a fraud, but then with that hope, you feel like one thousands of times. Yeah, you see, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like when you proclaim that you're the thinker, you open up to being owned by thoughts. That's what happens, doesn't it? Yeah. When you claim to be the feeler, you're going to feel terrible a lot of the time. <laughs> because, you know, wow, that was a, that, I don't like to be the feeler of that feeling. Whatever. The ownership gets you to be owned. Yeah. You see it? It's like you talked about that loop. That's the loop. Yeah. If I'm the thinker, well, the thoughts have now been giving a huge amount of power. <laughs> you see, when you were a baby, the thoughts didn't have that sway over you because the baby doesn't feel like it's the thinker, I don't believe. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah? But now, see, the mental state develops and suddenly thoughts become the dominant fucking activity. Where when we were younger, playing was the dominant activity. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Something just got amplified more than the other, yeah? And now I feel the amplification has gone to such an extreme height that people are just wrecks, you know? They're, told, they're like defeated by what's not happening. That's insane. Just blows my mind, yeah? I can see someone troubled now I can even see someone trouble now about August 15th, but man, if it goes on and on and on and on, fuck, that's August 15th. You're in May 20th or something. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to provide? Where's there a solution to August 15th? Where? Yeah. Well, I have to plan, then plan. You know, do whatever you think, but... You see the dominance of the mental state? You're not responding most of the time. You're just on a time delay reaction. And you react to what's happening now from a past. Yeah? So you, you think this means this. Yeah? This means I'm going to be taken advantage of. It doesn't mean that. It may occur, but it... Yes, you see? So you live a... It's like a... If it was like an expansive, all-exploring, adventurous narration far out, but it's pretty myopic, and it closes in on you. Yeah, and you end up on one little square, probably drinking wine till 9.30 or 10, and then writing some notes and crying on the paper and going to sleep or not passing out. Yeah. Shit. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for you, Leah. Yes. Just remember, try to keep that disclaimer in all the revelations. Yeah. Try to try to just uh, not let that habit, that mechanicalness, claim everything to be about you or you did it all. Yeah. Because then 
that knowledge will be self-knowledge and it will not avail you much. Yes. Just leave it alone. At least have that disclaimer. Yeah. Yes. There's greed, but am I really greedy? No. There's greed comes through. Let's call, let's not call it mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm hoping here is to have at least an understanding at the door when everything's going out and going in. So you don't keep allowing this ownership to come like, you know, and bring and then you get owned by whatever you owned. All right. You're the thinker of these thoughts. Now the thoughts fucking drive you crazy. Yeah. If you could just see the my is is a huge What's represented in the English language by my is huge uh, weight distribution. Huge. Yeah. A problem is a problem until it's my problem. Then it becomes an era, you know, a fucking generation, a decade. <laughs> it's insane. So, <laughs> do you, how many examples do you need to see that? One maybe five eight ten yeah put a word and then put my before it and see how much the word is changed by the word my yeah really just see it just take a little like a little laboratory test just put down money and then put my money it's completely different yeah you know girlfriend my girlfriend up on stalking charges yeah <laughs> I'm in a lane on the highway, my lane, a fucking, you know, a fucking disturbance on the, uh, the next rest area and I go to jail or get shot at or something. Yes. He's in my lane. Wow. You know, it used to happen when I was surfing, you'd be at one of these beaches where the locals were extremely possessive. So you'd catch a wave and some guy that was on the wave with you would fucking throw off a rant. That was my wave. Yeah, well, and then you're all you're thinking of wave, wave, waves just kept coming, but let's talk about my wave that you were on. It's insanity. Yeah? Fuck. This ownership of shit that we have nothing really to do with. That's the freedom from the bondage of self. You want to see freedom demonstrate in your life? Having the mys of your life weakened. You're not weakening them. Having the mys of your life weakened. Yeah. Watch it. Watch the watch what happens when the my shrinks. Your life expands. Yeah? When the mys shrink, your life expands. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great, honey. Just just keep that disclaimer around, at least. So when you find out all about you, you disclaim the fact that it's you, yeah? And maybe attribute it to self or selfing. And I'll tell you, it will lead to freedom, not self-knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> it will. Self-knowledge is, yeah, freedom. Because the, it's the identification that keeps us in the not knowing. 
when you're trying to save your image, your face instead of your ass, yeah? Yes? Telling the truth about your ass is a danger to the face. So fuck it. You got to just cover the whole thing up. Yeah? It's like a sense of pride, unbelievable sense of pride. Yeah? And there's pride in every circle. A crack house has a level of pride everywhere. Yeah? And that pride is what comes before the fall. Seriously. And that fall would be the greatest relief of all, really. If you could just freaking... Mm. Yeah, nice to see you, hon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone else? Yep, we have a uh, we have a question next up with from Gabe. Gabe, you have a question for Paul today. Let me ask you to unmute. There we go. Whoops. Try one more time, Gabe. There we go. Sorry for the background music. I'm at work. Um, yeah, you know, I had, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of. Uh, You're at work. I'm sorry. You're at work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here because they're paying me to be here. Um, it's like that story that starts in the book. The guy, I got to work Tuesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that great story? That was one of the coolest parts. After oh, what, what happened to Monday? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Gabe. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, you know, when it comes to service, you know, um, you know, getting out of, uh, you know, the the self to um, through service, you know, like you, you know, what I'm not in using your verbiage or whatever. Um, you know, that's kind of been my main practice. What I found, there's like two different kinds of like service for me. Like the other day, just here at work, I was crossing the street, you know, some kids crying because the chain fell off his bike, you know, and I helped him put the chain back on his bike and he goes along his way, you know. And um, yeah, so I mean, that that was just like immediate in the moment kind of service. And it was great. You know, I was totally out of self. And um, but then there's the other kind where like, you know, make the phone call, talk to this person. It's like when there's not like an emergency and I'm doing kind of like the, okay, make my phone call because this is supposed to help me kind of a thing. It obviously feels like there's a little less juice in that. Um, but I was just wondering what your experience was with, um, you know, was there a time you kind of like acted yourself into like caring more about stuff? Because like when I get a call from, you know, a hotel room, someone who's drinking box wine, you know, for the three days in a row, it's like, I don't want to, you know, there's not really a whole lot of empathy there, you know, or calling someone who's not in a problem. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know. This it's is when we, we forgo our little view and take AA's view. Yeah. So this is the we of the program. Yeah. So the we of the program is love and tolerance. Yes. One of them. So if you see a meeting and new people come in, they always talking about, oh, I feel so unjudged here, while everyone in the fucking room has been judging them. But because there's some kind of power bigger than the sum of the parts, there's love and tolerance in the meeting, even though the people there aren't that loving and tolerant. So 
in most cases. So in a sense, these little humdrum possibilities are doing, uh, they may not have the flash of the feeling of really doing service, but they're doing the job of taking the attention and interest off of this dead idea for sure. Yeah. And, and it's also making a habit. It's un, it, other words, it's like, let's look at attention and interest like homing pigeons. They've been trained to go from this one place to the other place. They're in that habit. Yeah. And they're just constantly circling around. And so we, we start taking actions, exciting or not, to pull up that attention and interest out of that orbit, yeah? So that maybe a different groove will set up, like keeping commitments helps and this things. And then there's a, a, the basic habit gets broken and new habits start setting up, yeah? Where your attention and interest is now out instead of revolving around you all day. Pretty cool, yeah? Almost sort of like instead of a everything turning into a selfie like a picture it's a panoramic view this happened but this is like perhaps there's a better way when you're leaving the old gravity there's tugs and pull from the old gravity yeah and then you break free and then you get started pulled by the new gravity they talk about it in like step six this is separates the men from the boys and the girls from the women right in other words, the, uh, a guy from the beginning of AA, an old priest, says most people's program is a moving away from hell, not a moving towards heaven. But around six and seven, when you start doing that, you're moving towards heaven. Yeah, you're breaking the gravitational pull, and now the new gravitation is pulling you. It's not so much of a tug and, and a war; it's pulling you. Yes, yeah. And so we do these things, even though our heart's not in it when our spirit isn't alive enough yet to really feel it, but it's going to provide the platform for a lot of this to get established, yes? So we keep commitments, we do this, we do this. In most cases, until you get some time, I'd say, you say yes to AA in most cases, yeah? And I found that willingness doesn't always look enthusiastic, yeah? It's just, you've realized something that you're screwed. And really, when they when there's gaps of willingness, it's habits that are like the bridge back to when to when you get excited again, the habits of being sober. Yeah, span the moments of willingness and a, let's say a lack of willingness, the habits that have been produced this first year. So that's how I see it. Yeah, and you know, fuck. Yeah, of course. You see somebody and you think uh, they're never going to get it and a lot of people would write them off. And even if you do write them off, if you're sitting at the meeting, you're being of service, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You don't know how pe people may be seeing you as a saint of AA. <laughs> Who knows, a newcomer. They may think you actually said something wise and they come back. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, you don't know what's going on, really. That's a good attitude to keep. So, and just, you know, I'm lucky I'm in the habit of being sober. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those grooves have been set. I'm not, my default mechanism isn't obsession with self. Yeah. 
the attention and interest has found different grooves. It doesn't go, it doesn't circle around me all day. It sort of gets enriched by seeing hummingbirds and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. See, if the lens is like this, you're focused, but then the big part of it is all about you. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nicer the other way where yeah this is very expansive and it's very small about you <laughs> yeah yeah because there's a not there's a a larger audience where we're sitting it's not all about us let's say spirit yeah and so yeah yeah but I'm happy to see you Gabe and uh th your sincerity is obvious so there you go and that's the whole beginning of recovery is sincerely taking these positions and then you'll be established in them over time. So the sincerely is incredibly valuable. Yeah, knowing that you're fucked has a lot of value. When it's put into the, the, in the, in the direction of recovery, it's huge. It's a huge, huge uh, momentum. Yeah, yeah. Out there, it just wants you to get loaded to avoid it. But in AA, it's used. It's, it really is what breaks through the old gravitational field. Yeah, you've, you've known you're, you're defeated. You're outmatched. Yeah, this is not going to work. And then you're open to suggestions and to be moved in another direction. It's great. Yeah, fantastic. It's very, very attractive, I find. Sometimes I used to speak at uh, rehabs, yeah? Some rehabs, it was sort of like, felt like a gunslinger brought in there. But I'd be sitting in front of about seven people, totally uh, captured by the parasite, yeah? You can tell by their body language, they're like this, 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 this. It was just... Uh, and then sometimes my head would have a say about that and someone would have to point out to me, hey, Paul, it's not about you. Maybe one person in that room heard something. So what? shut the fuck up and show up for the meeting. <laughs> and they were right. Yeah. yeah. Who, am, who am I to say what the hell's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, Gabe, nice to see you. It's nice to see you at work. I like that, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are we waiting for our next question, Paul? Yeah, sure. Okay, we have Senna. We're going to have Senna come in. And oh, she, uh, she's made a, a guest so, appearance. A guest <laughs> appearance on the show. Thank you, Paul. Um I'm on the fifth step with my sponsor and I haven't completed the con the sex, you know, the conduct inventory. And there's just a lot of identification, I guess, of fear around it where I look at my past behavior and I can't help but be identified with it. I know I have to look at it and see it, but then I go blank when I come to writing, you know. Um, I see the action 
and I'm not really understanding. There's a lot of fear or anxiety, whatever. Um, and I can't seem to complete it. And there's just. Well, maybe back off a little bit. That's all. It's not, you're not, the cliff is going to be there. You don't jump off it every day. And the fear inventory, too. It's like, ah, and it's creating more fear, it seems. Well, then just back off and put your attention somewhere else for a little while. Okay. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be torture. Yeah, mm -hmm. you just, you're in a process, and that process can go at different speeds. Yeah, take a break a little bit. Not from AA, but take a break from that, the precipice that's being presented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then just start with something easier to write about and see where it leads you. Yeah. The resentments were seem to be easier. <laughs> and it well, should Well, why don't you do a fifth res a f you can also you can also a part you can make the fifth step presentation parts, yeah? So you can do resentments and then when you get some kind of relief from sharing that, it may motivate you to be more willing to deal with the fears. So maybe just have a go over the resentments, which is part is done with your sponsor, and then get back to the fear later. It doesn't have to be at all at the same time. You can cut it up. Yeah, it seems though like I have been putting it off, you know, like I love your message and I've used it to kind of not do the work. Uh, I'm coming well, up to, yeah, five years now. And now it's like, it's time. And I've got till Monday <laughs> to um, complete this. And it's just bringing up a lot of anxiety. Well, if you can't do it, present it to her, maybe do the resentments. Yeah. And uh, because usually see what's beautiful about recovery it works so usually when you do it it's going to motivate you to do more because it works right <laughs> it does so maybe if you went over the resentments the feeling you would have will be surprising to the head that is yapping and you'll yeah. be motivated to get on the fears yeah yeah when i learned that like when I heard these guys, Joe and Charlie, share about the fourth step and I got, you know, how the person who's I've named as the one who did something to me and my role in it, when I finally saw the connection, I was totally stoked to go, you know, to do an inventory. And I did right there. And then I left the, 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 pro, the seminar and I went to the motel at lunch break and I did a two hour inventory and. When I got home, I shared it with my sponsor. It was awesome. The first inventory, I didn't see the connection between the first column and the fourth column. And then I did through the understanding I heard. So, yeah, I would feel just do the resentments with her if she's willing to do that. And then uh, I'm sure it's probably going to bolster you, your willingness to get into the fear. Yeah. 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 And then obviously you're not that which is trying to take advantage of the message, but it, this is one of the, this is the one of the things I'm attacked for quite a lot. Yeah. And, uh, so the idea of, Oh, you're misleading people. No, the mental states misleading people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so 
whatever is shared can always be used. The mental state will try to take advantage of it. So that doesn't mean you shouldn't share shit. You just put out the warnings. Yeah. 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 This I feel is what like we're I'm... dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. Yeah. This is, this is its dominance to have people afraid of opening up, up to new possibilities because of what may claim it and, and use it, man. That's called slavery to me. <laughs> yeah. So knock it off and just fucking do the resentment inventory. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is like being driven by it, right? Uh, it's, I'm taken for a ride and it's just, it's the identification that, that it is me or that it is mine or yeah. The thing is, you, you put so much effort in not doing it, doing yes. it will be such less effort. <laughs> the, the amount, this is what, it's a perfect illustration of reliance on a failed system. The cost is high and the payoff is low. So mm. all this den resisting it is way much fucking more work than just doing it. <laughs> My trying to avoid shit was yeah. so much work, just like when you, there's a lying, yeah? Then you have to cover up and lie to cover the other lie. Yes, it just becomes all-consuming instead of just fucking admitting the truth. Yeah, I stole that silverware, yeah. Not saying that actually happened to me, but yeah, stole the silverware instead of lying, lying, and denying, denying. It becomes a fucking occupation of itself. Yeah, yes. And so basically, you're constantly being occupied by the mental activity. Mm -hmm. and, it's a, and it wants to avoid at all costs any possibility of you going free from it. So therefore, it has, I don't want to deal with the fear. I don't want that. That's the parasite speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to save its own ass by presenting it as your ass. Yeah. So yeah, just do it, you know, do the resentment inventory and get on with it. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. yeah. The last thing it's gonna do is kill you. Yeah. Yes. It's not, it's gonna fucking enliven you. Yeah. Yeah. And also you feel like a part of the program because of this identification as an action figure, there's a, there's a usually a, a need to prove your worth. And this mm. is the first two action steps, four and five. And I know a lot of people, after they do step four and five, they feel like they really belong because they did something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They wrote it down. They did something. So it's basically using the poison to produce a good result, yeah? Mm -hmm. Like you do a steamable action, you'll feel, you'll feel, you'll have some self-esteem, mm -hmm. yeah? Do I want to constantly feed self to have esteem? No, but in the beginning, it's sort of helpful because when, when the patient is part and parcel of the disease, you sometimes have to further the disease for a while to save the patient, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. so... Just do it. Do the work and let go of the results. Okay. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Remember, we're not in the outcome business. So. Right, right. All we do is like, you know, life will tell you when to put the ball down. 
But first you got to pick it up and run. So you got to do the steps. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, honey. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right, we have one other question from Rosina. I'm going to ask you to unmute. There we go. Hi, Paul. Hi, fellows. Hi, finally. My name is Rosina. I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and addict. Um, I'm a year and a half sober uh, from uh, the substances that took me out were um, 5.9 PBR and, uh, and marijuana. That was uh, what I was uh, addicted to. Um, but once, um, once I got into the program, my husband asked for um, a divorce and um, he also got into the program of AA again. Um, the biggest realization for me was once I got into um, AA is that really what my addiction was, was love and validation and uh, my stinking thinking and this need for gratification. And because I didn't really become addicted to substances until I was in my 40s, I really didn't identify with being an alcoholic because I had a prejudice surrounding that as far as what that meant to be, you know, I had kind of an idea that someone who was an alcoholic wasn't, you know, disciplined or um, an active member of society. Um, today I'm going, I'm, I'm, this is a beautiful, a beautiful share. Um, just, um, I needed to hear um, that about fear. You know, if I'm, if I'm living in fear, I'm not living in faith. And um, I didn't really want to share. I don't really have too much, like talk about rambling, right? Um, but I know that part of my addiction is my intellectualizing and my in image management. And so I kind of just needed to like hold space today and just kind of un unload that. Um, and I'm now working with, um, you know, I, I didn't, I only went past, I didn't go past my ninth because a big part of my story is this codependency and um, all these issues. So making amends was a very problematic thing for me. But now being in this, um, the SLA and CODA fellowship, um, we kind of go with, a, you know, speed. And I was able uh, to get through the, the 12 steps. And now I'm, I'm sponsored. I've got a couple sponsees. And, um, and today, so some of you sort of touched on this, like, I am trying to be of service and i really want to help um, my sponsees and, and I want to help with outreach. Um, but a big problem that I, not a problem, but I guess part of my story is that I want to manage, manipulate mother and martyr. So today, just before coming on, I had a call from someone who can't stop drinking. And um, in one of, in the CODA fellowship, uh, you know, one of the, the lead sponsor guys that does workshops says, you know, there, there are some people that are just, uh, you know, they're wops. They're just a waste of fucking time. And, you know, I, I just, and I understand that there are people that aren't ready for recovery, but I really feel like I want to help this person and I don't know what to tell her. I know that we, what we have is a physical allergy. It's a mental obsession. Like, you know, you, the, it's the first drink that gets us drunk. Right. Anyway, I'm dealing with a lot of my fears that have to do with, you know, separating, you know, from my, what I made my higher higher power, which is my, my husband and my kids. So I'm now really trying to work on emotional sobriety and really giving it to my higher power. And by doing that, I know I need to make amends. I need to sit with God, go to pause land. I know that I need to ultimately turn my thoughts to helping another. And now a lot of my addictive patterns are sort of raging as I'm now trying to, you know, 
manage, manipulate, you know, mother, martyr, like I want to save these people that are coming to me. I know I'm not responsible for them. They have their own relationship, their own spiritual path, and God is going to save them. I'm not going to save them. I'm just here to lay out the spiritual tools that we have as, as part of our 12 step recovery. But, um, I know I'm saying a lot, but I feel like what my sponsor says to me, I'm in the eye of the storm. I'm protected. I'm in God's will. And all you guys have shown me that today. And Paul, it was a beautiful share and you touched me on so many levels. And uh, thank you uh, for being here, all of you. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of um, giving you a little taste of my stinking thinking. So any, anything that you can, you can share with me, I, I would love. Well, just not don't drink and use, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> and all the, you know, all the whirling stuff will simmer down. And then that wind, seemingly chaotic, will be directed and there'll be growth. Yes. Yeah. And remember, you're being used exactly as you are. So, uh, yeah. Yes. And you're not going to get anyone sober and you're not going to do a lot but something may do through you what you can't do from, for yourself, yeah? Or what you would like to do for others. Something will allow that to happen. And hopefully you'll have the, the great honor to recognize that and have some gratitude and a sense of uh, proportion, yes? And so all the insanity is not of you. These, these winds will sh simmer down and they'll be directed, yeah? by the higher power. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And I uh right sized. <laughs> I need to be right sized. Right sized. Well you're in that process. Just you're on the operating table. Just don't get up. Don't play doctor and things will go well. Yeah. Yeah. Just rely on the diagnosis that got you in the program and trust this process. And uh you know you learn a lot you know, by mistake and shit, you know, there was a lot of people I helped that didn't want to be helped. And it would have been better if uh, I let it up to life to, to convince them because life's the greatest teacher. Yeah, it took a while to learn. Sometimes it's a disservice trying to keep someone from their bottom. Yeah, I learned all this I learned by trying. Yeah, I made a lot of mistakes and those mistakes led to correction and some wisdom about things. Yeah, but you have the willingness and that's how we learn. Yeah, we learn. And, you know, it says like in the book, you'll you'll think you're doing God's work and you'll maybe maybe wrong about it because and you'll outgrow that. Yes, things. Yeah, it's just a matter of staying the course no matter how windy or how how uh wild the waves get just stay the course you know the basis thing is you've submitted yourself to be changed and allow those changes to occur through this program and through the power that's directing the changes yeah 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 come here and then stay after we have a meeting after the meeting i'm usually not there but people show up and you can share stuff and people can share on another level and see how you're going. And, uh, yeah, but I'm happy you're sober today. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for sharing and being a part of the, the day, the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you have a sponsor. Yes. So, yeah. start, you know, share her, share with her a lot. And, uh, 
you know, a sponsor and a sponsee, really the relationship is one suggests stuff and the other ones try them. Yeah, and if the suggestions work, they'll give you more suggestions and hopefully they'll be uh, coming from the outline of this Design for Living in the big book and follow this, see the suggestions. If they work, take more. And then those suggestions, if taken to heart, will turn into habits and those habits will be your insurance policy, really. You'll be in the habit of being sober instead of the habit of being fucked up or crazy or whatever, yeah? So this is, uh, you're in, you're, you're going to be designed in the design for living. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> you get designed by the design of, for living. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Paul, that's all the questions we have for field for today. Um, do you have anything else? Or if anybody does have a quick question. Okay, I guess you could, you could say our goodbyes. Great. Let's, uh, let's say, Steve, nice to see you here. Mike, Mike has gone somewhere or a, he has a sheet over his head. No, there he is, Mike. Nice to see you, Mike. Rob Farr from the UK. Yeah. We got Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira, you know, holding court. Yes. You're like Judge You're Judy like of Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> Judgeless Judy. Yeah. We got Stefan on Having Never Left. Always a pleasure. Nice to meet you, Rosina. Welcome. You too. Thank you for everyone. Kieran's iPhone. Nice to not see you. Alex, as always, a pleasure. Say hello to Sarah for us, for me. Yeah. Uh, we got Helen, the wonderful woman of Northern England. Yes. She's busting out of the seams. Helen's gone large. Yes. We have Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. Kana. Connor's chilling out underneath the cabinets. Yeah. We got Jacob from Seattle. Yes, one of our, he's an artist and he's a artist, resonance artist. Yes, of Zen Bitch Lab. We're very proud of his work. Beautiful stuff. Michael Stacy, my main man in Madeira. She's, he's the strong arm of, of uh, Mickey. He takes care of business, if you know what I mean. Yeah. We got Nina. Nina is fantastic. I'm going to be shooting to come down there with Kurt and stuff in June, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how it formulates. And a lot of people here for you. Well, we'll be, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'll hang out in uh, near Ventura, maybe, up there. We'll see. We got uh, Gabe. Always a pleasure. Nice to see you at work. Yeah. We got Kurt, Kurt Z. Fantastic. I'll be in Redondo Beach, hopefully. Walter, Walter from the, from the Netherlands. Hey, nice to see yes. you. Yes. We got Roman. Yes, our doctor in residence in uh, Germany. Nice to see you. 
We got uh, Ke- oh, Kerry from Hawaii now. Yep. No more Minnesota. Oh, very nice. It looks bright where you are. Yeah. It's actually cloudy today, but it's, oh, it is. Yeah. But wow, it's still it's a lot good. of sun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's Paul. Paul's decided to wear button-down shirts from now on. Yeah, all right, Paul. It's still raining, Paul. Got the, it's, like, it's like an art hanger. It's going to open up soon. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. We got Jess from Dublin. Always a pleasure. Miss going in there. Hopefully we can come back. Yeah. Leah, as always, yes. Yeah. Adam, nice to see you, Adam. Got a nice bike back there. Yeah. Yeah. We got, oh, there's Nina again. That's nice. Two visitations from Nina is a pretty good day. We got Tanya M from California. Jack G, I don't know where he is. He's roaming around New England, I think. We got a long number. I don't know who that is, but uh, say hello. Hey, everyone. Thanks a lot for the... Thanks for the platform. I'm just about an inch away from an asylum, really. This is uh, saves me, <laughs> saves me from that final solution. <laughs> all right, thank you. Hey, it's a very nice day. Thanks. Let's all let's take ourselves less seriously today, if at all possible. Hey, hey, I see you, Mike. See everyone. See you, Thanks, Alex. Paul. Bye. Thanks, everybody. See you later. And Alex, Thanks, we'll Paul. be coming back east soon, too. Yeah, hopefully we're, we're going to be coming back there. Yeah, it's looking like it's opening up. So, All right, thanks. See you guys. Bye, Paul.